Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. It's Corey Richmond. And not joined by the human wheelbarrow this week, Jason Brooks. I had to bring in a couple of reserve guys who I think might be better than the original by the time we're all done. But first we have from the Step Back Podcast, Jacob, Anthony. How's it going, Jason? Uh, I already called Jason once. It's all good. Um, it's, it's going well. Thank you for having me on. I actually been looking forward to doing this show. I love what you guys do. Very much appreciated, and you know, <laughs> and we also have got a voice from the past, C L Kid from the Pod Jobbers podcast, which thing, right? hopefully one day will return. And we're going to be talking about a lot of just things, but one of those subjects, the first person I thought of was C L Kid. You can check out C L Kid's new song, "I'll Be the One," and you can check him out on Instagram and Twitter at Real C L Kid. C L Kid. How you been? Great, man. Definitely glad to be on here. Uh, I love doing any kind of podcast whatsoever. So any opportunity to talk wrestling is always great, especially now because it's getting really heated. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure nothing actually has happened over the last, you know, 24 hours that would give any reason why that uh, five out of the top 25 things on Twitter last night were related to one guy, the voice of the voiceless, some guy named CM Punk. Does that ring a bell to anybody? I mean... I think I've heard of him, but can you guys have you guys ever heard of the CM Punk guy? I found a shirt outside somewhere some time ago. I like it. Uh, yeah, it just seemed it was calling to me. Something told me to put it on for this. <laughs> so I figure why not? Not sure if it really fits much anymore, but throw it in there anyway. Very cool. Very cool indeed. But uh, and of course, before I forget, and Jason yells at me when he finally listens to this, you can check us out at Workshoot Pod and on Twitter and on Instagram, but, and uh, we're hoping that we had a guy who was there live and in person last night to watch this momentous occasion. Felipe Lucio from uh, the Total Basis podcast will hopefully be joining us. He had some prior engagements. He's hopefully will be able to join. If not, of course, you know, we wish the best for everyone in Chicago who is still recovering uh, and might have a song stuck in their head. You know, do you have like a <laughs> song stuck in your head the last like maybe 24 hours? <sighs> Something about looking at reality or something, something like that. Some, some throwback, some throwback yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some like retro. Yeah. But right. it's one of those things where you go, we started our podcast basically seven and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Our sixth episode, I was looking back and I wanted to hear what ridiculous things I might have said when he left. But basically from the beginning of our podcast has been CM Punk, the CM Punk story. You know, he first went and left in basically January of that um, of 2014. There was rumors that he, you know, he could come back. He may not come back. He did MMA. He's done announcing for MMA. He's done movies. He's now in this news TV show on Stars Heels. He's in episode three. And supposedly, I think they said he did a pretty good job. He's going to be in the season finale. I watched that. Maybe we have time. We could talk about that for a moment. But uh, CL Kid, start with you here. What does it mean? For the return to you of CM Punk? Uh, for me, it definitely means that the ceiling is way higher than it could have ever been before. So AEW, bringing in a guy like that definitely just raises the bar to another level. 
And, and not to say that, you know, all these other WWE signings that they picked up recently, like a Rusev or even Moxley or, or whatever, you know, Christian, uh, they're not those, those names are great. You know, uh, you'll get edge coming back to WWE. That's another great name. And I know a lot of people are kind of 50, 50 on the veterans over youth, you know, what, what should be pushed. Um, and maybe we can get into that little argument later, but nonetheless, having CM Punk, even in WWE back, you know, maybe right prior to the rock, maybe let's just stay that Cena CM Punk era, uh, of his time there was, it was the last time that I turned into WWE, like tuned in, like with an energy, like I can't miss a, a raw. I can't miss a SmackDown. Like I was so excited to come back home every single day and make sure I watch it. There was no check it on Hulu the next day or, or watch the shorter version online somewhere or read about it. Like that's, that was inexcusable. So now that's, that's kind of the energy that I feel like is coming now, especially rivaling AW, how, I don't know what you guys feel about the whole summer of Cena thing. And, and obviously that, that could be coming to an end soon. Who knows with SummerSlam tonight, but it just definitely feels like wrestling overall has taken a big step forward. Um, and bringing back a name like that is just, is a game changer. My favorite wrestler of all time, the rock was somebody who had that title for me forever. But if I thought in my head, who would I rather win? Uh, I mean, I guess they did have that time, but I, I would, I would go with CM Punk. So, and he still looks fresh. He still looks, relatively young he doesn't seem dated he doesn't seem like it's past his prime he doesn't seem like we're gonna get i mean we didn't get to see him wrestle but we didn't it didn't, didn't feel as if he was if it was a, a day too late kind of thing so i'm very excited about it so uh jacob before i come to you just a quick thing with uh cl kid here how much were you into AEW before the arrival of cm punk last night and mm. with this and if you weren't this is going to make you an every week watcher uh going forward until they do something that, you know, a, a W, sorry, I wasn't going to be negative, a WWE-esque mistake that could turn you away. But so what was your interest level in AEW pre-finding out about Punk? Okay, so uh, I guess, firstly, we talk about WWE. I know they do a lot of boneheaded things and they make a lot of decisions and they push things off that it's just like, just give the fans what they want kind of mm -hmm. vibe and they, and they continue to drop the ball on that. But at the same time, I'm a fan of the, of the, the business of it. So that keeps me around and gives you like, it's almost like watching a movie or a TV show that maybe the first episode is not that great, but I get the process of, of, you know, developing a storyline. And so I'll give it its time. I'm very patient. Mm. Um, so I won't be pushed away so much if they were to drop the ball with CM Punk, but I will say prior to this, I was okay. So there was a point like right in the beginning, I was watching weekly for sure. Um, and prior to coming on air, we were discussing like how often am I watching wrestling in general? And I had said that there was a, a period of time a few months ago where I was just keeping up with the pay-per-views. So I would say that the CM Punk signing is definitely going to make me a weekly watcher, especially with now you get the two shows. Um, but I was already kind of trending in that weekly watching again anyway. Um, but this sped the process up like immediately. So I would, I would say prior to this, maybe I was three out of four shows if you want to say a month uh with the, with the one show at a time and then just reading about the fourth whereas now it's like i'm i'm not missing anything and that, that'll actually go the same with wwe just because i want mm -hmm. to see how how they adjust to this uh jacob what i i know that you know we've done past shows you've chimed in and we do appreciate and finally getting to you know finally have you on the show um what's your thoughts on punk and what was your th how much of an AEW guy were you before the 
finding out last night that Punk, or the worst, they say the worst kept secret, and Tony mm-hmm. Khan, and, <laughs> well, that was, a, this wasn't really a secret. We didn't, we didn't actually say the words CM Punk, but everyone knew from the t-shirts that Kenny Omega was wearing, mm-hmm. everything else going in between, and Darby, you know, saying best in the world and all this stuff. What was your interest level in AEW beforehand, and also, where are you with CM Punk coming in? Uh, I think, uh, let's quote JR on this one, business is about to pick up. And this is what was needed. You know, will AEW make that turn and become a legit threat? And this is kind of big. You know, it's on it's on its way. I won't say it's there yet, but it's on its way. Because this, you can't get any, well, yeah, you can't really get any bigger than CM Punk right now, especially the time he was gone. You know, seven years is a long time. And, you know, even WWE crowds, you'll hear it. As soon as they get to Chicago, CM Punk, CM but you'll hear it. you hear it. You know he heard it. But it's big for them, and I'm actually happy they did it. And AEW, I've been warming up to. I started at the beginning, but then, you know, it's hard to keep up with, you know, the Mets, you know, doing all this stuff. But, you know, I was like, okay, Raw, I still watch here and there, but it's to a point you're just like, okay, I'll just keep up with it on Bleacher Report, whatever. And AEW is new. It's still fresh. I wanted to see something new. I like, you know, MJF is my guy. Like, that's my favorite guy in the promotion right now. Uh, Darby Allen love you know Kenny Omega like ah, whatever Moxley I like so you know I always kept tabs on it and it started bringing my interest when I heard CM Punk I'm like okay okay they're getting serious now and there's so many roads they can go which make it really interesting so I'm just really excited for it but yeah I've been keeping my eye on it absolutely yeah I mean I'll be honest like I said I've said many times in the past and and CL, I don't know how this affected once you stopped doing the pod jobbers, which I'm sure you can go back on the, the life group feed and get all of their old episodes. But if I wasn't doing the podcast, there's many points where I said I wouldn't be watching as much wrestling as I do. And I think AW has been a refreshing thing over the last, you know, three years. And I watch it every week. I think I'm, I'm a bigger, like when it comes to this show, I'm the, I'm more the AW guy. And Jay's the more of the NXT guy. And we both go and pray that there are more segments featuring Roman Reigns than anything else when it comes to main roster, you know, <laughs> programming. I said I was going to be positive. Roman Reigns, positive. Okay. Um, but the idea is, I think a- I don't think AW doesn't make any mistakes because every promotion does. But doing this, the rumors of a Brian Danielson coming in, you know, Ric Flair, which, you know, be more of a marketing end. But I think they're making a lot of right moves now. And even with, you know, the loss of the expected main event for All Out with Hangman Page with, the you know, the either just happened or it's going to happen the next couple of days, birth of his uh, first child. I think AEW is in the right direction. And I think CM Punk, he's going to be a full-time guy, but I don't even think CM Punk had to be a full-time guy for this to really to work. What, what's your guys' thoughts on CM Punk not just being the, the awful phrase of part-time player, but mm-hmm. actually saying, you know, he's here for the long haul? Well, I mean, if I jump in here, I guess for me, the way he presented that, because I don't know the contract details, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something that I guess has leaked yet. But regardless of how that's approached, you know, you look at somebody like Lesnar or Cena, even where, you know, you know, they're not going to wrestle every day. They're only going to be mm-hmm. there for a few pay-per-views, whatever. Right. And then there's different lengths to that. Like uh, going back to Cena, like Cena's on air quite often now whereas mm. even if we know there's going to be a, a short-term feel to it whereas Lesnar's only going to be on air every few weeks right but mm. 
CM Punk showing that he's going to be there long term and then coming out and listing some young talent that he he's excited about. Uh, this allows me to set the bar almost to like the WCW, you know, WWF takeover, like, you know, the whole NWO thing, everything that was going down then, like had WCW taken a guy from WWF that was like, you know, a part-timer or somebody who wasn't going to be on the show that often, even though, you know, that didn't, that wasn't so much, that wasn't going on as much back then, that whole part-time deals. But if we had, if WWF had lost somebody, like Razor Ramon goes over and, or Scott Hall, whatever. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to be here like once every now and then the feel wouldn't have been as big. So CM Punk going over there, choosing AEW and then making it obvious he's going to be there for the long haul allows me to really like give my energy to AEW. So uh, I'm very excited about that because there's so many potential matchups. And the very first one I thought about was MJF. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and the greatest thing about CM Punk is that his, I would say 80% of his value comes on the mic and that doesn't get old. So then he doesn't even have to wrestle for me to be excited, you know? So any, any little bit of energy he gives in the ring, which his moveset, well, it's not, he's not a high flyer. He does a little bit, you know, the elbow drop and all that, but mm -hmm. his moveset doesn't require him to be useful. So uh, this is, it's going to be a next, the next like three years here, which mm -hmm. could be an opportunity for them to even maybe surpass WWE if, mm -hmm. if things go well. Uh, Jacob, what, what's what's your thoughts? Uh, when hearing he's not going to be, a, like I said, not using it as a negative terminology, part-time mm -hmm. guy. When you, and like this came out. So for, for context, after the uh, after the show last night, Tony Khan and uh, CM Punk spoke uh, to the media for, I think, about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. They didn't say what his contract status is, but he said he'll be there for a while. And, you know, he's not there just to go and wrestle once every, like, four months. He's going to be mm -hmm. on He's going to be doing a lot with this, you know, program with um, Darby Allen. What's your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Knowing he's not going to be there for, you know, just this quote unquote summer of punk, which is mm -hmm. awesome, but it's, what's your thoughts? I think it's a, it's a great thing for AEW. I also don't think he's, he's going to wrestle, but it's not as, he's not going to do it as much as we think because he's going to do the announcing. Plus you got to think the other outside things he has going on. They give him the freedom to do that. And I think that's a lot of it, which, Drew him, drew him to AEW because they give you a lot of freedom, freedom to do things. Let's be honest. You know, you might see him in New Japan. You might see him obviously doing the announcing, kind of what Jericho does. Ted, you'll see him doing that. Hopefully, it's better than the, the first week on Rampage. That was. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty yeah. upset about that. I, I, went to that. <laughs> I was like, really? Don't, don't do that again. But there's so many avenues that he can go because he's so good at everything. You know, he's good in the ring, he's good on the mic. You know, he's dude's an anomaly kind of thing. He's good. He's great. And, but I'm pretty happy that he's coming back full time, you know, because I will say I missed a good portion of his run in WWE. And that's when I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped why I gave it like cold turkey. I'm just like, listen, wrestling is, I saw it going away. I didn't like. So I kind of missed it. Like, I, once again, I paid attention to it a little bit to see what was going on. I'm like, okay, yay, yay, yay. Okay. But, Going back to it, I'm, I'm just happy, man. It's coming from a WWE, and you know I'm a WWE guy through and through. That's what I grew up on. I don't think it's ever going to change. We've got so many memories that I don't think that's ever going to be touched again. Because with social media, you know, the shock factor, you, you're not really going to get that anymore. But it, it's really good. It's really good for them. And I'm I'm loving this Darby Allen thing already. Just when he looked up Darby Allen, 
I'm talking to you. I'm gonna put pretty much. I'm you're gonna push me. I'm gonna push you, and I was into it right then and there. And that's that's what I'm talking about when it comes to you know getting the crowd gravitating the watchers just to what can happen and all the avenues that he's going to go through. It's it's hard not to get excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool the idea that he's going full full throttle on this. Mm-hmm. But I, I now he says he's going to be an every week type of guy. Now, now are you going to be happy mm-hmm. with? And I know CL, you said that even if he just did promos, you would be you'd be cool with it. If he like has a sting type of role where he's on TV every week, he's maybe doing he's not wrestling. You know, at sixty two. I mean, even though Sting looked pretty good his last time out there, mm-hmm. he's not going to be wrestling every week. But he'll be doing promos. He'll Maybe he'll take another guy under his wing or something like that. Do you like the idea or do you think that could run because there's so much hype with him coming in that it could run a little bit cold after a while where we're just seeing him, you know, doing promos and not mm-hmm. being on, not wrestling on TV? Um, I think if they're not careful, it could happen. But one huge advantage they have is the best CM Punk is a heel CM Punk. And he's got to come in face. So um, obviously he did, you know, Chicago crowd, but that's going to allow him to do a lot of fun things with, without having to be in the ring as much. And you still have that energy. And whenever they feel like, Hey, you know what? He's not wrestling as often, or maybe it's getting not stale, but it, it's losing a little bit of that edge. Um, we could turn him heel. And then at that point, anything he does is going to be, you know, like him, him doing in ring stuff or commentary or, or backstage thing or taking people on his wing are going to have so much, so much weight to it. So that's a huge advantage that they have right now um, with handling him. So I, I, for me, it's not going to, not that I'd never want him to wrestle because I still want to <laughs> see him wrestle, you know what I mean? But like, you know, the, the, the energy he brings, like there's very few people in the history of wrestling for me that, you know, their music hits, they come down, the music goes quiet and they have the mic in their hand and right before they speak. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. eating. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I, I pause because I really, really want to hear what they're about to say. And I, I, I have him like number one ranking him and the rock right there. Again, mm-hmm. my two favorites are like the, the first two people I think of. And, and then any big pay-per-view Cena, uh, I always want to hear what they're saying. So um, the power that he has with the mic is going to be able to balance that out. But I think, he still needs to wrestle. Uh, he still needs to, and I'm not saying weekly because you only get an hour show in uh, like rampage or something like that. So I can't expect, you know, you have three matches a night, you know, you're not going to really be able to just overkill with him. But mm. I, I really see, think that's a fan run company. You know, they do the things the fans want. They take mm-hmm. risks. They do stuff. I, I can't see them ever really dropping the ball with CM Punk, especially with him being to have so much input, you know? So, uh, Jacob, I'm just wondering on this, and and I, I may have not said this again, but this is, you know, open forum if you just want to talk and, you know, ask some questions on your own. Mm-hmm. Feel free. But the uh, the idea is that the work rate level of AW and the independence as a whole is so, is so much higher than what he did when he was at his peak seven plus, you know, and you could even say at the end, he may have not even been, been maybe because of the Mercer and different problems. He wasn't really at his peak. Mm-hmm. But with the, like I said, with the work rate that we expect out of, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and, a, mm-hmm. you know, and MJF and all these guys, if he's not up to that level, do you think if it's a non-Chicago crowd, it's going to go, he, not that they'll turn against him because he's such mm-hmm. a legend, but do you think that could hurt him if he's not up to that level of the Young Bucks and 
these other guys in AEW who are known for this super not aggressive but super style of work rate? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's gonna hurt him because he's been gone so long. But maybe it's just maybe it might go still. But you gotta you gotta think he has a good year, year and a half, maybe two to do what he got to like have his little run because everybody's excited to see him everywhere he goes. You're just going to be excited to see him because he's been gone for so long. So you can use that to their advantage. So just let him run with it, do his promos. Of course, obviously, which is, is big that he's going to actually wrestle at all out against Darby Allen. So we start there, but I don't, I don't think it's going to go stale. I don't. I mean, I'm not allowed to cut you, but you think of like guys like triple H, um, mm-hmm. Let's stay with Cena. We'll stay with The Rock. We'll stay with CM mm. Punk. Those kind of guys, like they have a, a mid-pace speed of wrestling in mm-hmm. the ring. So, not that Kenny Omega is flying around like crazy, but he has a very, you know, very great wrestling arsenal. Oh, yeah. um, and, and all the guys, Jumbucks, like you said, all these guys are great in-ring talents, but they're not necessarily, you know, ricochets or people like that mm-hmm. jumping around and doing crazy stuff constantly or Rey Mysterio's. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that CM Punk's wrestling style is very adjustable, and he's done so mm-hmm. much stuff prior to his WWE is ringing on or things like mm-hmm. very unique wrestling tactics. And said, I don't think that you'll ever feel like he's a step below them. Yep. I you mean, know what it reminds me of? Sorry to cut you off. Seth know, Rollins. Yeah. Seth yeah. Rollins. That's exactly what it reminds yeah, me Rollins of. is another one of those. It's one of those mm-hmm. guys that just like his, his in-ring ability doesn't get old because he's so mm-hmm. easily adjusted to anything mm-hmm. that can thrown his way. So he can do a fast pace. He can do a slow pace. And if you, it's not like a, you know, if you look at, for example, Edge, as much as I love Edge, you know, there's not that he was ever a high flyer or anything, but there's times where he looks a little sluggish or he looks a little older and that's fine. But the, his pace, his natural pace is like scale to one to 10 is maybe like a five or a six. Mm-hmm. So when he's sluggish in that mode, it feels like a three or four and you see it. Whereas CM Punk, <laughs> CM Punk is like, you know, he, he, he's good at three or four and he's good at six or seven. So I don't mm-hmm. think he'll ever ever really feel that that lull now if if it happens you know if that does happen they're gonna have to be smart about who they pair him with but mm-hmm. as of now i'm hoping that all that mma stuff he's been doing that training is is good enough to just keep him keep his endurance in ring you know i don't know what his ring rust is but you know i guess we'll find out with, you know darby allen what do you think of darby allen as as the first uh first feud i mean you could have gone a lot of different ways with that. I mean, you could have gone with them teaming together, both being straight edge, both having mm-hmm. you know, early memories, uh, members of their family being, you know, with drugs and alcohol that made them the way they are. I mean, mm-hmm. they almost, I mean, I understand he already has his mentor in Sting, mm-hmm. but, you know, you could have gone that way. Um, do you think he's the right opponent? I mean, if you want someone to just, you know, get thrown around and, you know, take everything and, you know, then, you know, take an, um, go to sleep after maybe like 12 minutes <laughs> you know that could really work but do you if that was your i know both of you guys said you know mjf was like a dream opponent do you think darby's the right first opponent or do you think it should have been someone else what, what's your guys thoughts on that i'm no, absolutely no. yeah you want to go no no i was gonna say you want to run oh, okay. yeah. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll go after yeah I'll go after. <laughs> yeah i i actually think this it's really good they they got it spied on because once he put that little best in the world thing out there and it didn't, you knew it was coming. And Darby Allen, plus he's he's on that level of he went to mid-carter. Now he might be one of the main guys now because how good he is. You know, he's the the high flyer. You know, from what I've seen, he's a pretty safe worker for the most part. 
And, you know, he has this aura about him, like the quiet, kind of what CM Punk was before, you know, the ROH thing. He had a little mouth to him, but, you know, he's just, you see the, I'll use the word swagger, even though I hate it. He has like a swagger about him, you know, with Sting, you know, with an icon. And you don't like the word swagger? Is that what you're saying? I, 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 I hate it. <laughs> Trust me, I hate using it. There's something about it. Just, uh. But Darby Allen, I think, would be really good for him. Just, I'm just trying to just see it. I see it and how it's going to work. And, you know, both my skills are there, as you've seen, because, you, you know, you watch weekly. Darby Allen is not bad on the mic at all. He can actually bring you in uh, to whatever he said. I think we uh, lost Jacob there for a moment. Hopefully, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob you're back? Yeah, you lost me? I, I hear him. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, wait, what happened? I'm looking at you guys. Acknowledge like, him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Darby, Darby Allen is perfect because it's just, he has it. He's another one that you can look at him and say, hey, this, this kid is good. And for him, he he's me. But CM Punk, I think he really won. He, he said he's been watching him for a while. And when you got somebody that's going to come in like CM Punk wanting to work with Darby, you got to make it happen. And then they put that little seed with the best in the world. I don't care if you're the best in the world and all that. They they had to run with it. Yeah, you know, I think from the business standpoint, mm-hmm. as a writer standpoint, that's the perfect choice. Um, because as a fan, you're going to want, you know, oh, CM Punk's back. And let's run, let's run with the sheep crowd. You know, the sheep crowd that's just excited to, to, to see CM Punk back, that they're not really – they're not going to consider what needs to be taking place like a year from now. They're just going to like, we need MJF. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's you, Jim. Obviously, me and you both want that down the road. But if you jump right out with CM Punk, oh, we got this guy, CM Punk, the, the highest level impact changer that we could bring in wrestling industry right now. And we're going to put him in the best possible matchup right out the gate. That's not really the best move if you know this guy has a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to keep the longevity. So you find somebody that's not squashable, that that's not you know you don't want him to just go over so easily make it so obvious but at the same time CM Punk's not losing like that's just not going to happen we know that's not going to happen so if CM mm-hmm. Punk's going to win you want to find somebody who could be elevated during that process while taking a loss but still have risen kind of like when you see Orange Cassidy when he first started mm-hmm. coming up and he was really getting a push and then he lost and it was like okay but I, he still rose during that time like he elevated even despite the loss and so this is a good spot for Darby Allen because mm-hmm. he has some intangibles. He has a little mic skill. He has a similar story to CM Punk, as you were alluding to earlier. And that's a good opportunity to take a young guy, bring him up a little bit mm-hmm. through similarities, build some story through similarities. So it's not so random, like you have an actual connection within the two. Uh, kind of like the, you know, when CM Punk and Jericho, when mm-hmm. CM Punk came back, like, not that they had similarities, but Jericho was really able to pick parts of CM Punk's life and target mm-hmm. those things because he was so great at it. Darby Allen is going to have similarities to time together, so it doesn't feel as random as this goes along. Couple that with Sting being in his back pocket, being able to, mm-hmm. to help, have a little veteran leadership. I think everyone wins in this situation, and then it sets you up for a bigger match later with whoever they have next in line without wasting all the good matchups now. So mm-hmm. it's very tough because, you know, you don't like – you don't want to like bring up the CM Punk thing and then give him the lamest opponent just mm-hmm. so he can win. But you also don't want to squash anybody that's that deserves to be there. In oh, that, you, that you upper tier. Face the blade in uh, at all out. Um, I think the blade's decent work, but let's let's be honest, that's not mm-hmm. what we want to see here. Mm-hmm. 
Now, one of the things that we've kind of buried in this whole type process is, and we've mentioned many times, Punk's greatest asset is his mouth. Mm-hmm. What was your guys' thoughts on the actual promo? And do you think the slight, well, even more than slight WWE digs mm-hmm. were necessary, wanted? Did you want to see him stay away from that? I mean, he, I mean, he had to address the idea oh, yeah. of why he, he left. Yeah. But what was your thoughts on the actual promo? You know, basically 24 hours later after taking a moment to be like, oh, my God, look at the great reaction he got. And you know, <laughs> actually look at it outside from the, the initial momentum of the moment. Uh, I'll run first. I actually I love the promo. Um, not that I thought about this ahead of time, but if I were to retroactively think, what do I want from this promo promo? You know, he's going to get emotional on some level because, mm-hmm. you know, it's at home. It's been gone forever that, you know, every person on the planet would be in tears coming down that ramp. Uh, you, you want the song. You, you want the same theme. You want the same kind of approach. Obviously, he didn't do the side side apron, you know, mm-hmm. stand and, and face the crowd thing. But for the most part, the entrance was the same. Uh, you want him to touch on the home crowd, obviously, being from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you get people come back and and they don't. They don't go all out with honesty. And I feel like he did throw some jabs at WWE, but at the same time, it could have been way worse knowing the oh, way yeah. he is. You know, like you even see the promo on the stage, you know, that made him so popular, Pipe Bomb back then. Mm-hmm. Like he was going all in on it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that from him. So, but I, at the same time, I didn't want him to shy from shy away from it altogether because that's the WWE approach. W, he mm-hmm. came over from AEW. WWE would have been like, well, let's not talk about AEW. Let's not, let's just like, act like it never happened, which is like, mm-hmm. come on, there's so much, there's so much value there. And I don't, you know, I know they don't like to name drop, uh, but mm-hmm. I like the digs at WWE because they were fair and they weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't too deep. They weren't bad, but at the same time, it, it, it gave a little, a little backstory to be, you know, him talking about not being mentally healthy, not being physically healthy. Mm-hmm. And those were his biggest complaints about WWE. And those are a lot of complaints from other WWE wrestlers. So it kind of gave a, a, not an excuse, but kept the window open for, you know, I was gone this long because that was my only option essentially. And I didn't want to go back there because I wasn't mentally healthy. I wasn't physically healthy. I wasn't able to take vacations. I was getting injured by Ryback, you know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I love the promo. It was great. It wasn't too long and it wasn't like he just went on and on about, and, and mm. I'm not knocking the Daniel Bryan retirement speech, but, you know, he said when Daniel Bryan was retiring from the injury, he was, mm. you know, he was going on emotional about it, which perfect. He was, and then he, but then it just kind of kept becoming new ways to be emotional about it. So it was very long. Mm. It was like a long winded emotional speech, which I still love it all. I'm mm. not knocking it, but this had different elements, brought him back, explained why he was gone, said what he's going to be and immediately <laughs> introduced and immediately introduced the next opponent. So I thought it was, I, I give it A plus all the way through. And I'm not just because I'm a CM Punk guy, because I'd just be truthful if it was whack as whack. You're but a CM Punk guy? I would have never guessed. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I'll get some stars right here. <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I loved it. I don't know where you're at with that jam and Corey. Uh, I'm actually, I'm right with you on that. He came out, you know, he did his little, it, it was, what gets me is just the emotion. Like, I like the realism yeah. in it because when he came out, you saw it in his face. He, he wanted to break down, you know, got on his knees, he looked around. He got up, his clobber in time, got up, you know, it was cool, gave the fans hugs, I think his family. Then he jumped in the crowd, was like, okay. And he, he was always, he knows how much the fans missed him. Mm-hmm. And he, he just drove right off of that. 
You know, he said he came back, he heard the CM Punk chance, which of course he everywhere he goes. Like he, if you never see him in a you know stadium or whatever, you know he hears it. He's like, Should I do this? Should I do it for you guys? But he said he he left professional wrestling, and, you know, he came in in 2005. Now he's officially back, which, you know, the dig was, like you said, it was needed. And I really hope something like that gets to the right person in WWE. Like, damn, you're really fucking up right now. I mean, I doubt yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, right? But, like, come on. Like, like come on. Like, right there, I'm like, oh, man, man, we really fucked up with this one. Let's see what we can do. Seriously. But, yeah, he definitely, he did the smart thing. Because when a place isn't healthy for your, your mind, body, and soul, it's not good to stay there, and we've seen a lot of people do it. X Pac, yeah, look at him. <laughs> That's gosh, X Pac, yeah, he looks like I one mean, of my uncles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> offense, guys. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm looking there. I have family members like that too, but it's definitely you can see the guy something going on. He didn't take time for himself to get himself better, and that's what CM Punk did. He wanted to go through new avenues, kind of like Brock Lesnar. But Brock, you know, was better at it. He didn't get his ass kicked. Sorry. But what well, he did a few times, but yeah. he, he was a champion. But CM yeah. Punk, it didn't kind of, it didn't work out. But, hey, he, he did what a lot of people won't do. You know, try to go over to that next, you know, next level. But it was cool for him to do. There's a reason why he stepped away. I'm glad he know he's glad he's back. And he said, and I love the part when he said he wanted to work with the younger guys in the back. And so many possibilities, he alluded to so many possibilities that he's going to work with. So it puts it in your head, okay. And you know right then and there, when you say something like that, you're in for the long haul. You know, I like how he, you know, gave a big a shout out to Britt Baker coming right out because you know she's yeah. a growing star and that's going to mean a lot right there. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, it, it was yeah. cool that he did it. Um, just talking about the guys in the back. And I think that seeing AEW, it reinvigorated him and it gave him a reason to come back and, basically show us what he's going to do and what he's all about. We all know what he's about, but just yeah. the possibilities it's, are endless. It's clear he loves new challenges. Obviously, like mm-hmm. you alluded to all the things with the, the acting and, and, you know, MMA and all these things he was mm-hmm. trying to get into, but WWE was his thing. And now he's able to take a new challenge with a whole new roster, a whole new approach without limitations. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I wish I, I can say, oh my God, this is the worst promo ever, but, but you know, <laughs> have a little contradiction here but you know yeah get you my inner j and my inner jason brooks out but um <laughs> i really thought it was a good really solid promo the mm-hmm. promo itself i think went about nine and a half minutes yeah you know the four minutes at the beginning of the show of just getting the, the crowd's love and i think that that really helped mostly the nerves and everything going going out there you know as you, i'm sure cl you know as a performer mm-hmm. that that first moment you go out there is mostly the worst where you're sitting there going what's going on here? Did I make a mistake? You know, even if you're the best of the best, anything you do that first moment before you get out there, the nerves, you know, get to you. And I think that crowd really helped him, you know, get through it. And what you just said there, uh, Jacob with uh, the first words he said in the promo were about, not about himself. It was about Mm -hmm. Britt Baker. And, you know, that's so smart. The idea that you take, you take it away from yourself. We Mm -hmm. all know why everybody's there. I mean, I said to a former former guest of the show, uh, Michael Ford, that when we were talking back and forth, he actually literally texted me like two seconds after he went on. And I said to him that he could have spoke for another 40 minutes and that crowd would have not cared that they spent all that money and they didn't see the other matches. It could have been one of those Mm -hmm. things, card schedule change because of time permitting. If he would have spoke for the full hour and just said story time with CM Punk, 
<laughs> the crowd in his, in his, you know, the palm of his hand. And I'm just sitting there going, hey, I love Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of things that they're doing. But if he would have just spoke for an hour and we just had, you know, a fireside chat, I would have watched for an hour. I mean, I don't know what the ratings will be for it. Right. We can get that into a few minutes. I'm more of a ratings guy than some people. But being on, you know, 10 o'clock on a Friday night as the weather gets nicer and hopefully this Delta variant doesn't kill us all. It's going to be hard for them to keep, you know, an audience when the young people want mm-hmm. to go out to the bars and do for different things on a Friday night as I go into a little tangent there. But the, mm-hmm. the idea is I thought it was a really solid promo. I've watched the promo more than a couple of times, to be 100% honest. I did too. Uh, I may or may have watched it more than I should have at work, you know, before <laughs> coming in today. Um, you know, of course, it's the morning after glow of, you know, how good it is to have CM Punk back. But that promo was, I'm not going to say it was perfect, but it was near perfect on everything it had to go. It told people why he was back. It told people what was next. It told people that, you know, there are other people out there. Good question I have here for you is, of course, and back in everybody's mind is, we want Daniel Bryanson, uh, Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson and Mm -hmm. CM Punk to be the champion of the world. They're our favorite wrestlers Mm -hmm. of all time. And depending on what we think of each one. But do you want to see CM Punk in that title picture anytime soon? Or do you want to be the slow burn of what he says? He wants to work with younger guys and maybe next all out, he faces a hangman or a Miro mm-hmm. or, you know, Kenny Omega for one of the major titles. How long do you want him out of the title picture? A year, at least. Just just get him back in that, like, basically get his ring rust out of here. You know, he's gonna he might have it. So, and do that slow burn, you know, just let it marinate. Let us enjoy him being here. And, you know, make it fun. Because we've seen that. As we watch WWE a lot of times. You know, he comes back, automatically gets the title. Like, come on, let us let us enjoy it. It would be cool. Just let him have his face-offs, you know, do his thing. And I'll say a year is fine. Just about. I really wonder where his mind is with that. Because you look at, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys watch the, the Best in the World uh, documentary he had. Mm-hmm. And, and other little back backstage things he's shown. He, he always truly believed, remember, they tried to get him to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and say, hey, you're going to be in one of the main events. And he's like, now the main event's the championship and it's the last match of the night. That's yep. the main event. No other mm-hmm. main event, which I agree with um, in, in some sense. But mm-hmm. if he really feels like the title is still the end-all, be-all of glory mm-hmm. and should be the main focus, because you at that time with the, the Triple H thing, Stone Cold Steve Austin had, had been yep. speaking about uh, well, you don't have to be the champion to be the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, but Punk really, truly believed that's the way it should be. Um, yeah. I don't know if he feels that way anymore. Um, I don't think his energy goes towards needing to be the face of the show since he's referenced mm-hmm. so many young guys right out the gate, especially that Britt Baker thing. That's just like his call to Daniel Bryan in the WWE when he said that guy's not getting enough chance. And neither is just a sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and someone else he referenced in that time. But I think I definitely don't. I want it to be a slow burn it's another trigger that you're going to have to feel the crowd and say, okay, well, if things start feeling stale, even for a second, I don't think you can wait. You either have to Mm -hmm. start pushing him towards the belt or you got to start pushing him heel or Mm -hmm. a combination of both. So another great thing that, you know, they can really use to have in their back pocket with CM Punk because his longevity is going to be so great just because Mm -hmm. of his mic skills of the new roster. So it's no, no repeat matches except for, you know, maybe a Daniel Bryan. Um, But aside from that, these are all new opponents. So 
mm-hmm. everything's going to feel fresh and a title push will feel fresh, but you, you know, you can't wait too long because people are going to be expecting it. Like, yo, yep. once it's going to happen, you know? So mm-hmm. at least they have a couple of things they can do with him. But for me, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what they do with them. I'm still going to be interested <laughs> in it. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not going to get impatient. Uh, I mean, Tony Khan is one of those people who's reactive to what the fans want. Like you said, it's yeah. a very yeah. much of a fan federation in a way mm-hmm. of course you know you want to make you know everybody wants to make money and do what's best for quote-unquote best for business as much of a pain in the ass phrase that's come over the year <laughs> i do though wonder how how long will the not the hardcore fans who are the reason why aw exists but the lapsed wwe fan or you know the just a casual fan who now knows cm punk is there are gonna be patient and be like he's the guy that we just made this big deal for why isn't he on top? You know, I mean, the idea of like the first year of AEW, Cody, the Bucks, and um, and Kenny, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they had losing records, but none of them had titles. They weren't pushed. They were putting over younger guys, kind of what CM Punk just said here. And then year two of the company, um, Cody won the TV, the, uh, the TNT title. The Bucks have been one of the longest reigning tag team champions. And Kenny Omega is basically is the face of the, you know, face of the company. So, I mean, and of course, all these guys are younger than CM Punk, but you go with that similar idea, like you said, Jacob, where year one, you put over guys, hopefully you don't lose the momentum of the name value. And then year two, you, you start pushing them into being a main event role if that's what he wants. Or do you listen to those, you know, lapsed or, you know, average fans who are going to be like CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Why isn't he beating Kenny Omega in, you know, 30 seconds and go to sleep, but he's a new champion? <laughs> oh, oh, man, that was a good one. But you well, can't... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Run with it, run with it. You're good. No, it's your gut. Listen, this is your gut. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that, that that first year you referenced and and maybe even that second year, the AEW's approach was like, hey, we have, you know, Cody, Jericho, blah, 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 A, A B, C, D. Those are people we they, that the fans know. They recognize them. If they're going to watch this promotion at all, this is why, right? They don't know the rest of our roster. So they really tried capitalizing on, all right, well, we need to get them to know the rest of our roster because these guys won't be able to carry it forever. And they will not only will not be able to carry it forever, they may not keep that lapsed casual fan around long enough when you're competing with the whole roster of guys like that on WWE at that time. So I think what they their game plan more so in the beginning was okay. Let's let's they're gonna have losing records. They're not gonna be the focus of the title, but we need to establish our entire roster and show that we are not just two or three people. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of was the approach the first few years. Now that you got a guy like single punk and you've gotten a kind of a household brand of names, whether it's from WWE or just by establishing those guys, that you don't have to do that as much now. You don't have to have a CM Punk put over every young person because some of those guys are already over on their own based off the homework you already did. So I don't know how long the casual fan will be willing to wait. If, if the casual fan sees the title as the, the end all be all, like you need to be champ in order to be the main event, which maybe they do. Maybe that is the way the casual, I don't know. Um, but if they do see it that way, I think again, one thing they have in their back pocket is the heel turn that'll help. And also they've shown in their history that they're willing to do risky, weird shit. You know, like <laughs> stadium matches, whatever, uh-huh. whatever it takes to be unique. And, and those things don't have to involve CM Punk in order to keep the audience involved. Because now what you got is we turned in for CM Punk. 
but we're going to have to watch other things. So, mm-hmm. hey, maybe all these eyes are on us. Let's do a unique thing. Let's stack cages. Let's do, you know, all kinds of unique match types and, and different pay-per-views that'll allow us to keep that audience here and show them that it's not just CM Punk as great as he is. We also have a great brand going as well because we've done our past homework by building our, our roster. So the casual fan is very impatient. The casual fan has football season coming up. Casual fan has nights out on Friday night, you know, so I get that. But uh, I, I think AW, as much as their pulse is on, you know, or the fingers on the pulse of the fan, I think they'll be smart about the CM Punk approach and they won't, they won't rush it too much because that's kind of what they've shown. What's your thoughts today, Jacob? Do you think uh, do you think this company can? I mean, they've been patient that first year with their mm-hmm. people, but is Tony Khan putting this investment and like a Brian Danielson coming in? You know, mm-hmm. rumor coming in, but I think most people say he's like ninety nine percent sure it's happening. Yeah. Are, will Tony Khan be patient enough with this investment if the fans are clamoring for it to bypass? You know, once you know uh, Adam Page comes back. And you know, not put the title on him, and go mm. put the title on a CM Punk. What, what's your thoughts on there? I think if he feels it, because you usually will get how we react to certain things, and you start to hear the rumblings. And if it's bad enough, he's just gonna, because he seems like a knee jerk kind of guy, like just like he does with the, like every fan. Like, listen, you hear the clamor of this person should be champion. Because I'm pretty sure when Kenny Omega first came in, we're like, okay, yeah. And then Kenny had all his matches, great matches. And then you're like, okay, mm, should we put him in there? Yeah, it's time to go. But with CM Punk, I think he's going to listen to, obviously, what CM has to say. If he wants a title, he's probably going to get it. But he's going to go along the lines of what he wants. You know, you got him in there. You brought him back. Now, it's obviously they had plenty of discussions. And now you're going to have to do what he wants. But. I think you just have to feel it out, to be honest. When I'm just thinking, ask Tony Khan, like you just have to feel it out. Your company's doing great right now. You have a good thing going. Just be patient with it. And if you need to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. But again, there's so many ways you can go about it to make it happen. You just, you gotta feel it out. There's certain, certain things you just have to fill out. Yeah, and plus you got, like you just said, you got Daniel Bryan, you still got to mess around with. So at, at any point, we don't even know when he's coming back. Maybe soon, maybe they're, you know, they're holding off. They, they, they like to get this external talent. So mm-hmm. you never know when things start to feel stale, maybe with the CM Punk, when's this mm-hmm. going to happen? You bring in a new, a new person to, to beef with them that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the title. And mm-hmm. that, that, can, that can be enough energy to bring that. You know, so there's, there's just so much. Sometimes you got to be a little Vince. You, you know, you got yeah. to be a little patient, you know. But I think regardless if he learns to do that or not, mm-hmm. there's kind of if you watch UFC – uh, UFC, one of the Noxus, if you compare UFC and boxing, boxing's Vince, UFC mm-hmm. is, is yeah. clearly Tony Khan, right? Mm-hmm. UFC's like, what's our best matchup? Put it in there now. Put next week, what's right our matchup? <laughs> yeah, what's the next best matchup? Put it in there now. But now you're out mm-hmm. of best matchups and now you got mm-hmm. nothing. But then you got Vince who, who takes way too long, right? And it takes he forever. Does. I think then guys leave and then they're upset and then we don't even get the match that we thought we were going to get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's you, you wait too long and anticipation. I look at Rusev Day when Rusev Day was going nuts in WWE, it's something as small as that yeah mm-hmm. like what, what can you lose with that that was a, a failing was experiment so... <laughs> and it, it was amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Was... i mean yeah, you got to strike <laughs> the uh, the iron's hot yeah Absolutely. you got to strike when the iron's hot and vince took way too long so and i think they, they yeah. got to see if they can find a middle ground but yeah absolutely we'll see if they do 
Oh, before mm-hmm. before uh, I get yelled at in real life, uh, <laughs> host of the You Don't Know Jackie podcast, which uh, episode 100 will be coming out next Wednesday, Jackie Andy comments, how does Corey always find more talented and better looking people to podcast with? You know what? Maybe maybe she's not wrong on that one. Um, <laughs> well, we love her. Yes. Go, go episode 100. <laughs> and of course, you know, if uh, Jackie, Jackie. Is coming in, uh, you can check out uh, CL Kids' uh, new song, I'll Be the One. Uh, very good song. And uh, of course, plug that, you know, as we go along in the, in the podcast. But uh, one of the things that I believe it was uh, Jacob brought up in uh, the Wrestling Life uh, Facebook group was kind of how, how does this return rank with like the all-time ones? You got, you know, a Royal Rumble with Edge. You got uh, Shawn Michaels coming back after basically being gone for four years with supposedly, you know, we thought it was a broken back. Maybe mm-hmm. broken pride. Who knows? <laughs> um, good point. You know, <laughs> very good point. <laughs> and then, you know, you had last night with um, this guy, CM Punk, you know, Phil Brooks, we might have heard of, you know, or been spoken about for the last, you know, 45 plus minutes. <laughs> I personally think that I think it could be hurt a little bit because of all the rumors and everything they were doing to pump it up that it wasn't maybe the true surprise factor, even though with wrestling, you never know until it actually happens. But I'll open up to the floor here. Where, where do you uh, rank? Where do you rank the CM Punk return to like some of these other events or if there's something else that pop up pops up to you that like blows <sighs> it all out of the water? Uh. It's up there, man. I, th- this is one of the whole, I was thinking about this yesterday before I went to sleep. I'm just like, man, this is, it's up there because the pop was just ridiculous. I honestly, I put Edge above it because it was so, unex- it was unexpected. I'm, nobody saw it coming. And then when you heard the, you think you know me, the crouch, <sighs> no, is this really happening? No. Sorry. And then he comes out and you're like, oh my God. And, it, and then it just hit me because, I will say I've been an Edge fan since like the brood days when he first like you just knew Edge had it back then. He just he just had to put it together and it just all came back and you're like, oh my God, he actually came back. His neck is, you know, he got cleared. But that pot was crazy. Uh Triple H MSG 02. When he came back, Jack, this God knows what. His pop was there, Cena, when he was number 30 at the Rumble. Yeah, um mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Oh, you were there for that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was also, uh, I was there oh. when, uh, unfortunately, Triple H went and uh, his intro was longer than his return match, you know, Booker T. But uh, that's that's for another, for another time. But um, Lord. I, I guess, and uh, see, I'll let you comment on this in a second, but something that maybe hurt the return of Edge for me a little bit was because mm. we saw him do the spear a few months earlier to mm-hmm. Elias that made just tell to think mm-hmm. WWE yeah. right or wrong. And a lot of the things they do, mm-hmm. you are not going to be touched or touched anybody if you're not cleared. Mm-hmm. And once he did that, I thought that it was going to some point he was coming back. I think he was definitely coming mm-hmm. back at the rumble. Mm-hmm. No, but maybe it was the, maybe the CM Punk one's higher on my list because he mm-hmm. was bond for seven years and he didn't come in. He didn't do, you know, a special episode of this or mm-hmm. special yeah, he was on um, mm-hmm. WWE backstage for you know, like nine, eight or nine episodes during that run, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was literally out of the industry. He mm-hmm. did his, you know, shoot uh, thing at StarCast a couple of uh, the first year of all when, when all in happened. Mm-hmm. 
But other than that, he was kind of out. Yeah. And, you know, we all knew at some point that Triple H was coming back. We all knew mm. that Cena was, these were like great moments, but I think the surprise mm. factor of how the reaction was, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to put something like, it wasn't a return, but the reveal of, you know, Hulk Hogan as a third mm-hmm. member of the NWO, for some of our younger people may not remember that mm. as well, but I mean, we kind of had, both those first two had the quote-unquote road warrior pop of Edge mm-hmm. and um, CM Punk. We did, we're doing a show about CM Punk, basically, I forgot his name, but uh, what's your what's your thoughts, CL Kid? No, I'm with you guys for sure. I, I, I'm going to go, I'll go CM Punk one uh, on this because of all the tools that come along with it. Not only mm-hmm. is, not only was he gone, there was a very realistic chance he was never coming back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we knew Cena was going to come back from entry eventually. You know, we knew Undertaker was going to come back every year. We knew the Rock and Austin, <laughs> you know, we knew the Rock and Austin were going to come back, you know, from those injuries or their storylines at those times as well. Uh, the Jericho first come in was great as an introduction, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think anything can compare to this because he's coming back with an opportunity to still be around for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's still fully, you can still fully utilize him. It's not like mm-hmm. you said, Corey, it's not going to be one of these one-off little promo things where like, for example, Christian came back while, you know, even during this time when edge was back, Christian came back every, every now and then to mm-hmm. help him or talk to him. And it, it was like, Oh, that's cute. That's great. I love Christian. I mean, great what he's doing now, but <laughs> at that time, you know, you, you knew he wasn't back. So it didn't really matter that much. Uh, the edge thing is, is I guess would be the closest, but with edge, the surprise factor, well, surprise factor, I was sitting in this exact spot when that happened, the surprise factor was amazing. Uh, I, I, I still go CM Punk one just because it's when you know, it's coming and it's still mm-hmm. this amazing, you know, like it, and you were clamoring for it and wanting it so bad. It, it's like getting Jordan and LeBron in their prime versus each mm-hmm. other. Like, even though, you know, there's no chance. And then you hear there's a chance and, and we're going to mm-hmm. have it. Like you still want it so bad. Uh, Why do you want to see LeBron get beat up that bad? I mean, I- oh, <laughs> oh, just to justify every point I've ever made, but <laughs> uh, it's the Celtic fan in them. <laughs> uh, but, but, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can I fully understand any of those other comebacks, um, mm-hmm. but that the added element of we could have easily never had him again, and we saw that like mm-hmm. you know that that makes us that much better. And the Edge was the only probably only other one that that rivals this, or maybe even Daniel Bryan. Dan- because, I was just about to say Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan as as much as we knew Edge was gone um, mm-hmm. from injury, Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan's injury was in your face. The retirement mm-hmm. speeches the. The, not that Edge didn't get that moment, but you know they they really kept pushing that that total divas mm-hmm. or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. You know the internet access that you have now as compared to back then, like yeah, that that was everywhere. And so for him to come back gave hope to Edge mm-hmm. to even come back. Like nobody was coming back from these injuries. So mm-hmm. and let's be honest, you know Jackie Andy uh, has the has the deciding factor. You know uh, did anybody else give uh, people free ice cream? I mean. Hey, CM Punk did say, grab your ice cream on the way out. Uh-huh. He had his, <laughs> he had his, his son and his logo. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Man. Oh, that, that, that whole thing was just so good, man. I, I, and you notice they, they did. I don't know, because I'm sure you guys just watched this at home or whatever. Mm. Um, but I was watching it driving home from mm. downtown last night. And <laughs> I, I, I had it on, like, you know, the Bluetooth or whatever. Mm. And you just hear a CM Punk chance. And I pull up at a light. And this car next to me is, like, looking over at me. And I was like, you know, 
got, <laughs> got like a couple in there, a guy and a girl my age, whatever, and they're like looking over me, and my car's just say yeah, pop, say yeah, just kind of, and they're like looking over, like what the hell is this guy listening to? And then, and then you hear like kind of the, and I'm like, oh man, like the goosebumps immediately. <laughs> Dude, I had I had like I was I had the biggest smile on my face just driving down the road. Like you would thought somebody was telling me a story or a joke or something. It was great. Mm-hmm. It definitely was, man. It, I mean, if that- you didn't, if you didn't get goosebumps or anything, I, I just I don't know what to tell you. Hey, so was that you know? Because like I said, I heard it in my car. Was that intro slightly different? That intro because I feel I mean obviously it's still the uh it's still the same song. It sounds like a cut. It, it, it's a different sh- cut. Because yeah. because it, the WWE one was like mm-hmm. and like well, immediate the and then version. I mean I'm a huge fan of cult of personality sure the version of that song that cut is not there I mean that's no, no that's exactly not- that's mm-hmm. a WWE mm-hmm. thing yeah. yeah and then not only that the WWE version comes right in the look in my eye it actually did the instrumental longer and then he came out and then it came in with the look in my eye so you know I was like. You know, I was focusing on that as a music guy, and then I'm like, focusing on the car next to me. I'm like, oh my, I was just, I was right. having the time of my life. I felt yeah. it was the first time in a long time that I felt kind of like kid, kid version, like of watching wrestling and, again. And you know? that's what Edge did, and that's what we were, oh. but that's what Edge did. That's what I was like, that was the biggest thing for me personally. I'm just like, wow, when you see the guy first come out and actually do his thing, as just green as can be, and then he's gone for that long time, then you're like, damn. Oh, he dude. comes back, you're like, nah. whoa. Yeah, that, and the emotion, too, you know? Like, the emotion yeah, of, on them. <laughs> like, not just us, but them. Like, I'm watching this. Like, I'm literally right here in the same spot, looking over here, <laughs> editing music. And, you know, like, three, two, one. I'm like, eh, here's another lame. <laughs> you're like, whatever. <laughs> another who cares coming out. You think you know me? But, oh, oh, like, <laughs> I turned around. I was like, no way. My, my wife looked at me because I jumped up and go, what? My wife looked at me like, what the <laughs> Dude, fuck I was, is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm I turned around like, like, I didn't grab my phone. I didn't even know what to do. Like, I was like, there's got to be someone like in the room I can point at and like share this with. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, I was so shocked. Oh, man. I missed that. That's what I missed uh, right there. Being in the room with people and you're just like, Oh, yeah, like you know, you have somebody else, but it's just me, and I'm like, look around, like, you know, like it's just crazy. It's a, in an era now, like you know, all both of you have wrestled a thousand times, mm-hmm. you, you don't get that secrecy anymore because mm-hmm. internet is, internet wins everything. But you know, that was you know, other than the Hardys coming back at Mania, like, that was good too. You know, that's in recent memory, there was still a good chance that he, I mean, I knew he, he was coming like- out that he couldn't, that he wasn't going to yeah. be there. You it know, was, it was set up perfectly. <laughs> oh, and I was like, I was so a part of me. I mean, I, I wanted him to be there because I didn't want to take the chance. But mm-hmm. a part of me, a small part of me, maybe because I saw some articles somewhere or something, was like, oh man, what if he doesn't show up? And then on uh, SummerSlam, on SummerSlam, he shows up. <laughs> oh my! Right. I, I, you you know? talk about swerve. That oh. would have been a swerve of the century. <laughs> I just, that's that, I was. I'm the same way with. You. I was like, Dude, yeah, I was like, this to them. Oh man, the Alundra Boys title in the trash can. Like that that would have been so good. I mean, I'm I'm great with what we got, but imagine. I would have been pissed myself. No, I think I would have been pissed. I would be like, come on now. I would have been pissed because I would have my negative mindset would have already set in that okay, I fell for it again. He's not coming back. He's not coming back to SummerSlam. Yeah, so this is no, this is great. Like uh, of course we've got the other half of the step back joined us in the chat. Uh Leon Thompson seeing a familiar face, I guess, from uh a while back, uh, 
saying, you know, I know these, I know those guys. <laughs> talking about me, so yeah. I think he's going with uh, the return uh, of CL Kid, who you know we hope to have come back on the podcast many times in the future. Yeah, but, whenever. Uh, let me let's before we uh, talk about some other stuff because uh, you know we do have a pay per view in about an hour or so, which uh, is a Pacquiao fight. So you know it can't go more than eleven o'clock. <laughs> you know, the, the drunks have to go go from one part of Vegas. Well, well played. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on, let me let me put my mask back on for two seconds before I get inside. But um, <laughs> what me and Jason spoke on Wednesday about or Thursday, whatever it was, I can't, yeah, it was Wednesday. Uh, what if, do you think they, they did this the right way with the debut of at basically the SmackDown's over, people are switching over, and the first image you see within, you know, a minute is CM Punk. Do you think that was the right thing? Or I know hindsight's twenty twenty here, but would if you rather had him end the show? Would you rather had like an, uh, the cocky MJF who just beat Jericho, the, another quote unquote, the best in the world and that best in the world music hits and MJF comes in being the ultimate heel. And then you have maybe a confrontation. Mm-hmm. You like the way they did it or would yes. have you done it differently? Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, love they it. did it the right way because you know why? As soon as they started or you're with CM Punk, you cannot have the crowd chanting CM Punk throughout every single match. No, they, they did it perfectly. They kicked it off with it and then you know, yeah, the rest of the show was good, but I still don't like it. No, I, I'm with <laughs> that too. They would have they would have taken over the whole night. Oh, had, oh, you know, man. nobody else would have been there. No, it didn't matter what match you put on. They would have been mm-hmm. CM Punk chance all night. Uh, I think the only way, and I, gosh, it you know it'd been terrible. But the only way you don't start with CM Punk is if you start with MJF and CM Punk never comes out at all mm-hmm. because to put him out there, like you know everyone's in the CM Punk chant and, and even, you know, MJF music hits and he comes out, they're going to boo like crazy, uh, <laughs> you know, which would have been great. You know, it came out with this arrogance, but if at the end of the night, this was all about CM Punk and the Absolutely. whole show would have been lacking had he not come out. Mm-hmm. So to save him for the end, what they would have overtaken the show to not have him there at all, the whole thing would have been ruined. So you, you had to just get that monkey out. You know, there's elephant in the room is, is too obvious. Mm-hmm. And plus, like you said, never thought about that, that SmackDown thing. That's that's great. If you're watching SmackDown, you come over and you see CM Punk, you're like, yep. WWE who? You know? Like, like, oh, like, you know like, real quick. I was hoping, because I heard <laughs> they were going to go over. They were like, oh, yeah, they're going to uh, go over. Uh, you better not. Cena, uh, Cena came uh, out, he did it, and I saw the I'm like, thank God. But you know, <laughs> w- yeah, WWE loves to go over. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, nah. Like, you better not. <laughs> nah. Yeah. That's one of the good things, you know, being on network TV now, you're mm-hmm. off at nine uh, Eastern time, nine fifty eight and fifty six seconds, whatever. It is, so you can get that. This is the TV side of me coming out here as I'm gonna get <laughs> in about a minute. You know that you got that one oh five station break or whatever right before the news. You mm-hmm. go over by a second. You're gonna have, you know, two hundred stations calling you going. Uh, you get into our local time. So I mean, yeah. I totally get you know uh, what you're talking about there. Uh, before we uh, we move on to that other big thing going on this weekend, SummerSlam, for a few minutes here. Um, where do you think, and like I said, I'm more of a ratings guy than some other mm-hmm. people, but we know that Tony Khan, because he owns a professional football team, is never going to go one-on-one with Monday Night Raw because of Monday Night Football. He's, mm-hmm. What do you think that CM Punk does short-term or long-term with the ratings? Right now, they're hovering just about a million every week. Okay. The first week of Rampage, did 740,000 mm-hmm. on a show that, yes, had a title match. 
But like I said, once again, 10 o'clock on a Friday night when people are still going out to bars and everything, even though maybe we shouldn't. What do you think the ceiling is for CM Punk? Does he get them to a 2 million? Is that too high of a goal? Does he get them to a 1.3 weekly? I mean, wh- where do you think this is? I know that I'm throwing the numbers at you here, but what do you think the ceiling is right now, at least short term for uh, CM Punk? Uh, can I just say a little um, to the moon? All right. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, I think it's at least going to get them at the half a mil to the mil. It, 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 because the anticipation as soon as, and, soon as this Wednesday, or is it going to take a couple of weeks of? Oh, no, nah, as soon as this Wednesday, because the, everybody's going to be tuning in. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> Man, this is like CL said, like this is the W, this is like Nitro, this prime kind of stuff, because now, you know, especially they have their own night now. So everybody's just going to, I know I'm going to be turning it over. I'm going to go, well, let's see what's going on here. If you, whether he kicks out, I want to know whether he's going to kick off the show, how they're going to do it, how they're going to approach it. It's just so many things that get you gravitated to it in the turn that channel. So like I said, easily half a mil, easily. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because this first week is really going to be huge for him because Mm -hmm. not only the number aside, you know, it's going to be an increase, whatever the number may be. But if they don't utilize the CM Punk role, I don't care what he does in this Mm -hmm. this first week coming up, whether it's Wednesday or Friday, it doesn't matter. you might start getting that casual fan as you referenced earlier going, Oh, well, he's back, but he's not back. Mm. Uh, you know, I planned on watching every week now that he was going to be back, but if this is going to be the case and he's just semi back and I, and, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. He's going to be back more so than not, but if he's not back, like not saying he's got to start the show or anything, but if he's not mm. back weekly uh, right out the gate, I think the person who, who's like, Oh man, let me watch now but I wasn't previously watching might fall back into habit and not consistently watch and maybe just watch the YouTube clip or maybe check in every now and then instead of being like, okay, well, you know, the rock is back when, you know, we have the rock and Austin coming Mm -hmm. back and all these guys, I got to tune in. Like I can't miss it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if they're not there every time, then now I have, I'm pretty much watching in hope that I see them. I could be doing something else. Um, But yes, the time slot Wednesday, nothing goes on on Wednesdays in sports. Um, so you got a lot of freedom there. Friday is going to be the one that's going to be a little tougher. He's going to have to show up. Um, not saying this for, I, I think he has to show up the first week, but mm-hmm. uh, long-term, definitely the ceiling is much higher because I said it gives this roster a little more legitimacy, especially with Dana Bryan eventually. Um, but short, short-term analytically like that, I think if this first week, if they don't utilize them well in this first week, they're going to kind of stay where they kind of were for the past, for the next month, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the good things that you have, especially with crowd reactions over the next couple of weeks, that's going to make CM Punk look like the big star that he is, is they were in Chicago for the first show, Milwaukee there in next week. Mm-hmm. They'll be taping both Dynamite and um, Rampage on the same night. So mm-hmm. that's almost like a home away from home with him, you know, training MMA with Duke Rufus's uh, M- uh, MMA there in uh, Milwaukee. And then you have the three shows, Dynamite, rampage and then all out all being in chicago oh, so i didn't even know about that so yeah mm. <laughs> they're good yeah he'll look like a superstar at least for those first three weeks of him being on tv which i think mm-hmm. will slowly make him look even bigger but uh so like i said everyone just quickly before we get out of here just want to let everybody know once again you can follow cl kid and maybe at some point the return of the pod jobbers if life gets a little less hectic for the boys 
You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at RealCLKid. And of course, check out his new song, I'll Be The One. And if there's not too much gimmick infringement, if I remember, maybe I'll put a little uh, cut of that at the end of the show if I'm not going to get sued. Uh, <laughs> do, it, do whatever you want with that, man. I, I wave all of it. Here we go. And, <laughs> of course, uh, part of our life group, uh, we have on Fridays, we have some na- some guy who just joined us this whole entire time, uh, Jacob Moses. Yeah, at- somewhere. Kind of holy kind of guy, you know. A little, little holy there, and uh, and Leon Thompson every Friday with the step back, you know, for all of your basketball news. And I'm sure just to make Jay even more crazy, the guy who actually you know bets on basketball and actually knows more current, you'll have me mm-hmm. on before him, and he can just get more upset with the whole entire network that nobody ever asked him to come on. <laughs> so they ask him that he's not available. But uh, definitely check uh, you guys out the step back every Friday for their latest on basketball news at the post uh, with the. Um, summer league and seeing if the Knicks could actually be, you know, do some right moves for a change on most Mondays. We've got Don city with Henry and Vince uh, Tuesdays, the audible with, um, with Matt and Randy, as they get into uh, the second week of the uh, NFL preseason where the Cleveland Browns will be maybe hopefully not starting anybody. So everybody stays healthy. Uh, going against the New York Giants, uh, who cares who wins? Just you know, everybody come back alive. <laughs> and of course, we've got us, the uh, the Workshop Wrestling Podcast, most Thursdays. And as we go along, I'll be asking a lot of guys in the uh, life group to go fill in as Jay becomes, you know, the father of twins, and you know, he'll be the third kid in that household because you know we're, <laughs> we're all a little immature. As the, uh, and of course, most Sundays we've got the uh, Total Basis Podcast with Felipe and Sean with the fantasy aspect. And fortunately, you know, uh, Felipe wasn't able to join us. Maybe we'll have him in the near future to give his take on the firsthand knowledge of being there for this amazing CM Punk moment where he got a, actually a ticket last minute from uh, basically, apparently somebody he really even know well. Somebody gets, uh, mm-hmm. somebody wanted to go and he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're basically a moment that will be thought of for quite a long time. But uh, if you guys want to quickly, any more cheap plugs for uh uh, you, you know, maybe a return to the pod jobbers <laughs> exclusive or uh, <laughs> hey, 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 that, that's, that's, that's not dead yet. Just like the CM Punk return. It's just rumblings, but you never know. Oh, so, so we have to, so we're going to be kicked out of uh, our, our cushy home and we're going to, have to- <laughs> Hey man, AW only made WWE better. Right. So exactly. that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Competition breeds greatness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, definitely <laughs> check out uh, the new song and, um, Jacob, what can we expect uh, either this week or the coming weeks uh, from the setback? Uh, we're going to, you know, as I always say, we're going to bring the smoke. We're going to bring the gun smoke, as I always said. You know, my guy, Leon Tompkins, he always, you know, drives me to do great things when we hit that podcast. You know, he's a net fan. You know, it's whatever. I had to deal with that nonsense every week. But, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. I got a lot of shows that we're going to be able to approach. Maybe, you know, the MJ LeBron Cause I want, I want, I might hit you guys with that because you know you guys love that conversation. We, um, we don't even need to do MJ LeBron. We need to still get back to KD T Mac because uh, Kevin Durant, the most overrated player of all time. Oh, oh, damn! Leon coming at you. Oh, uh, get, right, ready, get ready. About two weeks, we're gonna have um, CL on the show. By the way, there you go. Have this. He, oh man, 
I, I, uh, I, I believe Leon just said it, you know, great episode, fellas. And I think Leon's about to basically explode with more comments. <laughs> I, can, I can see his face right now. I can see it. There you go. Well, and if he, if Leon wants to come on the Workshoot podcast and, and just join in something that's already great, much like Kevin Durant does, then he's more than welcome to do that. Wait, did he, did he, did he win you guys a rig? You're complaining about a guy who won you a ring? Is that a... I, I, I'm not a KD fan. I, I, I'm, a, I'm referring to the fact that he just sells out and goes wherever he can get an easy chip. But that's okay. We're not going to get into that. Wait, did you say KD or KG? Oh, KD. Kevin oh. Durant. No, no, no. KG is the man. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. KG, KG can, is, is welcome to whatever wedding I eventually have. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, and of course, as... As always, uh, Jackie Endy would kill me if I didn't do the, the plug. Episode 100 this coming Wednesday, You Don't Know Jackie podcast, a comedy podcast of the ages, which I do nowhere as well as Jason Brooks, who uh, mm-hmm. took plans. He's only been on you know two episodes when both of these gentlemen haven't been invited to one. But, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens down the line. Jackie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we'll be talking about the HBO Max hit, f-boy island we went over the full season i know that most reality shows aren't for a lot of guys but after having sitting through watching six episodes of sexy beasts on netflix i needed a palate cleanser and i gave this show a chance and it's <laughs> downright entertaining and i would actually i'm not gonna watch any more you know reality shows after this but if you have hbo max or you can figure out a way to see it i'm not gonna ever say you know you should do anything illegally <laughs> um <laughs> Definitely check out, um, Jesus Christ, I'm putting up my own plug here because I'm so good at this. Jackie. Uh, you don't know Jackie. Where we you talk don't about, know Jackie. We talk about F-Boy Island and uh, the lack of clothing that uh, CJ wears every week, which was even better. But mm-hmm. um, final thing, just as we close this out, going back to the initial thing with CM Punk. A lot of people, ha- and both of you guys, I'm sure, have heard this over the years. You're either AEW or WWE, or your Impact WWE, your WCW, WWE, whatever, you know, you can't like more than one thing. I believe that's a bunch of bullshit, and I'm if this was Jay, we would curse like 12 12 hours ago more than this, but um, I think the big debate here isn't WWE versus AEW. It's pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. Is there a world where they're both needed? Sure, but for someone like me, who was an old school wrestling fan from being a kid, I like the entertainment part, but when the wrestling is so on the back burner, it loses me. And that's what the WWE main roster has become. NXT might be coming that very soon because of a lot of things we're hearing about the new hiring policies and I'm letting people go out of nowhere with all these roster cuts. Mm-hmm. But AW for me works so well because it still has Old school pro wrestling, ECW, NWA, all these different things put together. You can say that they maybe lean on too many things sometimes or they're too scatterbrained, but I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I'm not a huge fan of sports entertainment, but you know, it's good for everybody. And if you guys want to quickly give your thoughts on that, as Jackie Andy tells me, uh, listening to an AW Mark, I've taught her way too many terms in these. <laughs> time but gentlemen if you have a quick thought on that like i said with the return of cm punk the idea of he said in this promo uh, you know 2005 august 2005 i left ring of honor as a pro wrestler 
and I'm returning August 20th, 2021. I'm back. And he didn't say the word again, pro wrestling. That's what he meant. What, what's your yeah. thoughts on, on that before we call it a day? Um, I guess I'd say that NXT was supposed to be WWE's version of AEW. You're supposed to have an opportunity to focus on the in-ring product. Or, or, or yeah, right? Exactly. So, so you're supposed to focus on the in-ring product. You're supposed to be about, you know, you're not traveling from town to town for the most part. Uh, and it's just a local Orlando thing. So you get the same audiences. So these characters are, you know, they're very well known. They're household names, almost like a small market thing. And you're going to get all that in-ring ability and, and, and really put attention on that. And those people will come up to WWE and, and let that shine. But like you said, WWE is all about sports entertainment. They're not about, mm-hmm. they're not about the in-ring product for the most part. Uh, and if you're somebody who wants that in-ring thing, you may just go over to AEW. And yes, they don't all fall on the same schedule, kind of. But so you are able to watch both. And you can love both. And that's great. And, and more power to you. But if one were to last, if we had to say which one will last, I think as they are now, WWE has a leg just because of the financials. And they have a lot of the visuals and, and the things down that, that are more cinematic that allow the eye to, be, to make money, you know? Uh, the entrances are they're a little more grand. The the sound, little the little things they do as a big company, uh, they shine a little brighter. Uh, obviously, having the history as well. But and another thing, all these cuts that they're doing. Just a little side note, and people always talk about, oh, well, you know, they're not doing so well in money wise. They have one of the most prof- profitable years of their history, and they're still cutting people mm-hmm. left and right. Saudi Arabia. So, so yeah, exactly. Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. money. So. You got oil money. I don't want to hear none of your crap, right? They, stop <laughs> you know, if you want a smaller roster, just say it. That's fine. Exactly. But, but uh, that in-ring product, if AEW can ever get the things that WWE gets right, if AEW can get those things right, they're gonna they can be the standalone company. Because mm-hmm. um, it seems WWE is in a position to just they could just put more attention at any point on in-ring mm-hmm. ability, and they don't. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if Vince sells. We don't know if that's going to happen. There's so many things that can happen from here the next 10 years. I think both are still existing at that point, but uh, I'm more of a WWE guy because I always have been a WWE guy, but AEW is definitely, definitely getting my attention now. So it'll be interesting to see if five years from now I leap over to the AEW altogether. Not saying that I would just abandon WWE, but if my, my heart's there. So right now my heart's still on WWE but I still pay attention to AEW, obviously. And the CM Punk's definitely pushing the needle. So that's where I stand. I don't know how you're on that, Jam. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a WWE guy, too, through and through, and through the worst, and through the bad times. The new gener- Well, people thought the new generation. I didn't think the new generation was that bad when I was young. So. You're still going through the worst, but it's called Monday Night Raw. I mean, well, Raw, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's Raw. So that, that's kind of yeah, hard. Raw, but man, like, yeah. I, you go from the watching the first, because I remember that on USA, the first episode of Raw, and then being it, it's basically back then. It was just jumbled together, threw it together, what the hell ever. But um, you need the sports entertainment factor in it because it, it makes it fun, but you need the the wrestling and the pro wrestling aspect. You have to have it. It can't be all about the glamour. You got to have the nitty gritty, let these guys go at it, make it fun. That's I want to see that again. That's why I watch AEW as well. But you do get it with WWE. It's just not as much anymore. Do they have to focus back on it? Absolutely. You're too great of a company to just stand dormant and then just be bad. I mean, especially your flagship show in Raw. Come on. I mean, even like Dynamite is their flagship show and they make sure it's a, you know, for the most part, it's good every single Wednesday. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell how much they put into it. And it's, it's irritating as a WWE fan, but I don't think I can ever jump ship because I think it's, I don't, I don't they're going to be. I think that's the kind of, yeah, the, that's the good. That's, I think that's kind of the point to this is mm-hmm. I don't think you have to choose a side. You I'm, can play both. And mm-hmm. like, and I know that we're going 400 years here, but uh, we'll that's wrap fine. this up here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost as if we're having an episode of the step back, you know, we, mm-hmm. two hours and, that, and that's a short day. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think the idea is that the hate that goes along of, you know, you've got the WWE hardcores that anything mm. AEW does right is a, is a fluke. And, mm. you know, no one's going to watch CM Punk. This was this or that or, that, or mm. you know, why, why should I care about, you know, mm. Drew McIntyre and his dopey sword? I mean, you know, <laughs> and of course, that makes me sound like a WWE hater there. But I mean, I want to see what's best and, and for selfish reasons. Mm better the wrestling industry is mm-hmm. people are listening to these podcasts exactly I mean, when wrestling is stale you see it based on the amount of people who are who are talking and caring mm-hmm. you know? so i mean the diehards the diehards like us are going to watch no matter what because we're just Absolutely. we're trained you know and that's the way it is but i'm sorry uh, Jacob, you could- oh, no, 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 that was a good point. That was a really great point. Like I said, I don't think I would ever just go one because I like see it like WW back in the day. You think I didn't watch Nitro before? I definitely did because remember, it came on before Raw. I was like, yeah, let's see what WW, I mean, WW is going. I did it. I flipped back and forth. But that's why I said in the beginning, I like it because it's on a different night. So I can just focus on, you know, AEW, see what they're doing on Wednesdays and then still do what I got to do. You can like both. You know, yeah. I've seen the back and forth. I've seen a lot of back and forth. I'm like, oh, WWE fanboy. I'm like, it goes mm-hmm. low. Oh, WWE's going out of business. It's not going out of business. I, I'm out. sorry. It's like it's like saying the New York Knicks, no matter how bad they are, they're going to... They've been bad. Sell. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've been through the struggle. Oh, James Dolan's going to sell? No, he's not. Come on. He, the $4 billion, whatever they are, company, he ain't going anywhere. Vince is not going to... He is going to die being the owner of the WWE. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, maybe it'll get better. It probably will because the, the everything's just going to be different when he's gone. It, but people Wait. need to give Vince's props. Wait. So I will say, Wait, yeah, Vince uh, is going to outlive us all. Come on, let's let's be honest. Got- <laughs> oh yeah, Vince, Vince, Vince Dolan and Jerry Jones will never die. <laughs> <laughs> Those three guys are invincible. No, nah, but-, but yeah, it definitely. I think. But my one biggest thing was we like give Vince the respect because he put it on a level. Like the guy oh. that EWs now and stuff like that, how they be able to, how they're able to yeah, be global. He, he did a lot. You know, I think he needs to let it go mm-hmm. and just be the owner. So like step back, give your ideas, let Triple H have it, you know, have this thing, let him run it. Look for a show. He'll step back reference. We, we see it. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. A little, little step back swagger. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely it's, like you said, like I enjoy talking with you. I love how you come on. Everybody like the CM Punk thing, and I was happy for it because it brought so much like interaction to the group last night. Like it was amazing. Like I put a smile on my face out. Everybody, every post we started talking about it. It it got everybody up in the group. Yeah, you think? Oh, uh, my bad. I was gonna say. I thought you were no, 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 no. No, I, I was just gonna say. At the end of the day, it's just like anything else. You sell the sizzle, not the steak. Right. Mm-hmm. And WWE is the sizzle. The stake is becoming a W and it, mm-hmm. the schedule allows you to have it all. Exactly. So you, you can, you can have the entire thing, you know, have your cake and eat it too. And it's, it's going to be great uh, mm-hmm. in terms of that going, but at the end of the day, finally, I feel like not finally, cause that's, that's, that's harsh, but 
AEW finally has the sizzle and the steak right now. Mm-hmm. I, I thought and, I thought he was going to rock promo for a second. I, I thought he was. <laughs> finally, <laughs> right, all right. No, the punk has come back. But yeah, you know, like I said, sell the sizzle, not steak. WWE is the eyes, the ears. You know, that's the fun. But at the end of the day, you want that. You want that meat, right? You want that mm-hmm. end product. You want in ring ability and all that. And I feel like one has one, one has the other. Your week can have both by watching them both, and but right now AW has 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 both, so it's it's gonna be interesting. Screw it, just go together and just start doing stuff. Just doing stuff. Oh, that would be amazing! But (laughs) (laughs) let's have the truly have the forbidden door of all forbidden doors, and like WWE actually uh, open up theirs. But that that could that could become another four hour conversation. So, oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) Appreciate uh, both of you gentlemen joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Every week, you know, you need the human wheelbarrow to uh, to carry my ass. And uh, Jay got a week off of doing that. And I appreciate you two gentlemen doing that. Absolutely. Once again, you know, definitely check out the Step Back with uh, Jason and Leon pretty much every Friday. Check once again, check out Instagram, Twitter, Real CL Kid and check out CL Kid's new song. I'll be the one really cool song. Super Thanks, cute sir. dog in there, and that's not a de- derogatory reference. <laughs> that dog just got me over there. So I said that. <laughs> literal dog. Literal dog. <laughs> Owner, not in the video, but dog. Oh, owners in the video for maybe a tenth of a second. Okay. <laughs> very, very smart. Very, very good there. But uh, as always, gentlemen, thank you for sh- thank you for joining me. You. And in the immortal words of Jason Brooks, I think we're done here. See ya. Demonstrate that in public I put me and you together forever Nothing above it, uh